Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Wrath of Man. Directed by Guy Ritchie, from a script he co-wrote with Ivan Atkinson and Marn Davies, Wrath of Man is the action thriller film based on the 2004 French film Cash Truck. Thanks to Anarchy PR, we were able to check this one out. The movie is out now in certain territories, but if you haven't watched Wrath of Man yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Wrath of Man is Guy Ritchie's fourth directorial collaboration with lead actor Jason Statham, following Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch and Revolver. Jason, you have the plot. H, played by Jason Statham, um, a mysterious and wild-eyed new security guard for a cash truck company responsible for moving hundreds of millions of dollars around Los Angeles each week, surprises his co-workers when he unleashes precision skills during a heist. Secretly, H is hunting for the people who murdered his son during a similar robbery and plans to use his new position to set traps for every would-be robber in the city until he finds his son's killers. Hey, Guy Ritchie, director of Aladdin. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let, no let we don't those movies that I referenced <laughs> earlier. We could include The Gentleman, which is... Mm. I was going to say that was the first Guy Ritchie movie we reviewed, but no, yes, Aladdin. That would have been the first one of his we we got to review. I am a fan of Guy Ritchie, like his movies. Mentioned Revolver there. That's the one where Statham has long hair. Big mistake. That movie, That's weird, isn't it? That's it so is. Weird. That movie, unfortunately, did not do too well. I remember seeing it at the cinema and not thinking too much to it. I've not gone back since. This movie, Wrath of Man, is Guy Ritchie's second film, primarily set in the United States. And I've got to be honest, I didn't know this film was even a thing until watching that first trailer. And as soon as it was made clear, which was very early on in the trailer, the beginning of the trailer, this movie is US-based. I was less interested straight away. It wasn't until going to watch... I think it might have been Godzilla versus Kong and seeing the trailer for the second time on the big screen. And it looked pretty fun. But at the same time, this movie, based on that trailer, it didn't look as though there was going to be too much to it, which I was quite surprised with it being a Guy Ritchie film. But I should have had more faith because (laughs) this movie is way more than what's in that trailer. What, what do you think? Like, I mean, I'm not sure if we I talked mean, about the trailer or not. I mean, just, just touching on the trailer, I mean, I only watched it the one time, I think, yeah, watching Godzilla versus Kong. Um, but I think I was kind of disengaged when the trailer was playing. I don't know, I was setting, getting my popcorn ready or something like that. Um, and I, I remember seeing, like, Guy Ritchie's name flash up. Obviously, I could tell it was a you know, Jason Statham movie. I was like, cool, whatevs. By the end of the trailer, I was like, oh, I didn't even catch what the plot was. I was like, well, that just looked you know, kind of fun, bit of action here and there, um, you know, appealing for the right reasons. But I was like, oh, I missed everything about the plot. So I had no idea what this movie was um, about or going to be about when we got into it. But yeah, like I wasn't super keen. Basically, it was the Guy Ritchie appeal that I was like, well, you know, he should do good. He should do good. And Jason Statham, for the most part, is is usually pretty good in um, 
whatever he's doing, if anything, just for you know, just for a laugh, just for a bit of fun. Um, and, well, I mean, can we say it's straight up? Uh, what were you gonna say? I'm a Statham fan. I love the Transporter films. Uh, he's great in the Fast and Furious movies. All his films. I've seen most of his films. And I've always enjoyed even those movies. I mean, it can do the action, uh, it can do comedy. And often what you get with Statham, he's got a bit of a twinkle in his eye, he's got a roguish smile. Yeah. And for the most part, that is Statham in most movies. All right? Not this movie. No, I, it's very would, different in this one, yeah. Yes, I would say that not speaking to the film as a whole, but this is potentially my favourite Statham performance, where he's, he's not trying to crack jokes. He's not trying to be warm and appealing. He is just out for revenge. Yeah. He's on a mission. We, we're, we're not clear of that mission, you know, like straight up. Unless, of course, I think you, you, know, you paid attention during the trailer. But... No, that's what I was saying before, though. Like the trailer just it paints a very straightforward paint-by-numbers action film. That's what the trailer is. Right. So based on that, and it being set in America, it put me off a little bit. But this movie, that's what I really enjoyed, the fact that I didn't know there was going to be so much more to it. Oh, well, good, good. But yeah, you're right, with his character, like he's, he's stern, he's, he's got one clear goal, well, clear to him, not to us, um, but yeah, he's not out to make friends. He's he's just basically his whole presence in this movie is is just cool, badass. Like you know, he can get the job done, whatever it is. But yeah, like, which is weird because I, I you know when I do usually see him on screen, for the most part, like you said, you know, like he'll crack a joke, he'll have a few cool like one liners, you know, like he might have a bit of sass to him depending on you know what the actual type of movie is but yeah I, I feel like this is very different for not like dramatically different but just you know i expected him to talk a bit more <laughs> but it was all part of the character it was it was great there's something really enjoyable when you've got a character and you know what they're capable of so we've got this quiet guy in h and he goes for the job at the security firm is there undercover? But at this stage, we don't know what's really going on with him. So he's a great marksman, but he plays it down. He only just passed the test to get on the team. Mm-hmm. So you spend the movie waiting for him to cut loose. And they do show that in the trailer of, you know, where he's taking the guys, the guys out yeah. one, one after the other. But you just, you're just waiting. And you know that he's a lot more capable than what people give him credit for. And then when he fully cuts loose it is it is so much fun and it's an average movie <laughs> as well like this is a super violent movie and yeah you've got the bit with the guys where it's suspected that they recognized him and that's why they stopped and even then i'm not thinking well is he or not is he notorious in the underworld or like the criminal underworld i didn't i wasn't thinking that he was their boss so even then there's still there's things yeah. unraveling what I find, because some movies can be, you know, if it gets too overloaded and, they're, they're, you know, the plot can become convoluted and it can lose you. You can be like, oh, look, I'm not following. I don't know what's going on. And for like the first act, 
you know, there were questions. I was like, okay, what's, what's happening? Who, what are the characters' like, motives? Who are these characters? What's going on? And then, you know, the second act is all, okay, guys, here's your answers. Here's the information you need to, you know, to get caught up as, uh, essentially, but not in like a, oh, hey, we're just going to dump the information in front of you. It like, it, it tells the story over a few scenes and like it feeds you bits and pieces and you're still going on a bit of a journey. And it's like, I really enjoyed that. I guess just that narrative structure of, of, of getting that information and finding out, Oh, okay. This is who H is. This is who Statham's character is and what he's doing. And like you said, like that scene where, you know, you know, I'm going to call him Santa Claus, the guy with the beard, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, okay, uh, they're obviously holding up a, you know, one of these cash trucks. So, okay, they're bad guys, but they, they know Statham. So what's, what's going on? What's the connection? So many questions and you start to get these answers and you find out that Statham's their boss. Like, yeah. what? What? I mean, and it's a fun ride. Things are it, unfolding. It is. And it's it really is. Fun. And on, on occasion, when you think it's going to go left, it goes right. Like in that moment, again, like my, my thought was, ah, oh, we're getting John Wick. You know how right. people know him, they're afraid of him. And I thought maybe that's what was going on. So like I he, fact... he had already had his John Wick journey. And yeah. had, is that what you mean? Like he No, had... I mean like like John Wick, like if they people know when people find out who he is and he's going after them, they're fearful and they've run away. And I thought right. a similar thing was gonna happen here. Oh, they're just gonna take off John Wick, whereas this guy is so intimidating to other bad guys, they're gonna turn and run. But no, it was more yeah. than that. They ended up being, yeah, they were on, on his team. But even then, like when you find out that he's, you know, like Santa Claus and, and that crew, that, that, <laughs> that crew there, you know, are working for Statham and it was all part of like, you know, they were, well, we, we eventually find out that they were pretty much doing, uh, you know, surveillance to, you know, so they can pull off a heist for one of these cash trucks. And then you see like there's, you know, there's that crew and, you know, they end up killing, you know, Statham's son. And you're kind of thinking, well, like, are these, do they work for Statham as well? Like, do they just kill the boss's son? Do they just shoot the boss? Like, what's going on? What's happening? It's not till later you find out, like, oh, they're, they're, a, separate, they're a separate crew and there's all these other moving parts. There's a lot happening. Yeah, but, it's, you know, really, <laughs> it's really well put together. I mean, this is a two-hour movie and I like, I really like the pacing of it. So we're introduced to H without really knowing who he is, but then we'll jump to months earlier. And as you say, it's not just a quick info dump. We spend quite a bit of time there. And then later on, when we're meeting other characters, like the, the other team that kill his son, and they're essentially who he's going after throughout this whole movie. But yeah, we're not we like, about hey, them. it's this person, it's that person. No, we're spending time at kids' birthday parties. Like we're getting like, their history, like their ex-military, and they feel that they've been wronged by, by America. Like they, they have nothing, and they, yeah. they feel that they're owed. But we're spending all this time, and then yeah, it, it's really well put together. It was just like peeling layers back of, of, of story, of information, of characters, of revelations, of twists. It was just like, you're right, the pacing, just great, just as as we go. I mean, it all starts in that opening scene 
I think with, you know, it's that one stationary camera and this goes into, you know, Guy Ritchie's always, always likes to be a little bit, a little bit quirky with like his camera movements or lack thereof, I guess, in this instance, but we're sitting there in the back of one of these trucks, we're following them as they're driving. Then we see this scene sort of unfold, you know, the whole actual event that kicks all of this off but we're not seeing the details and it's frustrating because you're sitting there, you're just like, Oh, let's go outside. Let's see what's happening. And then you realize later, it's like, Oh, we weren't meant to see. We were meant to feel frustrated and be yeah. like, ah, oh, I need, I need to know what happened because we're going to find out. It's really fun. It, it's really, it is. Like it. it is. I mean, what about that opening credits? They, they make you wait for the movie. <laughs> I, I I feel like that's a thing that doesn't happen anymore. And no, you know what? Not often. I was kind of I'm, I feel entitled now. And I was like, I was like, just get on with it. We got we got exposure to the you know to the score and stuff like that. Um, Christopher Benstead provided the music in this movie, and so it was, you know you got opportunity to do that. And I guess the visuals were you know cool. Kind of made it feel a little like a Bond movie, almost cold opening. Opening credits. It definitely, it definitely works. And I think because it's a, this is a movie that it just builds tension. I think just <laughs> yeah. the fact that we're like, we've been held in place. Like, don't go any further. You need to wait. And then we're going to show you the movie. Yeah, like, you've got questions. We've got answers. But right after these messages. And it's, yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's the opening credits. Should say as well, uh, composer Christopher Benstead, he also did The Gentleman which was Guy Ritchie's movie before this one. Right. right. You know, I really like, uh, we also did Man From U.N.C.L.E., didn't we? Did we review that? No, I think you may have done a written review. Sure, we when I do, back when I did those. We did, yes, ah. a long time ago. I was just going to say, the, the, the opening. Again, so we've got a British director in America, and as I've said, this is Ritchie's second time, straight away with those big aerial shots, which look beautiful on the big screen. My first thought, Christopher Nolan. It felt very Nolan in the opening. I Actually, again, the opening scene, like it was very much the opening of The Dark Knight, you know, like with, you know, you've got your your goons, you know, and obviously it's leading up to like the Joker's sort of big moment. But yeah, it's like those skyscraper shots and then we're there with like, with these two guys just having a conversation. And it's like they're talking about stuff. It very, yeah, it reminded me of the dark, the opening scenes of the Dark Knight. So, very well put. We should probably talk about some of the cast. I think we've only really talked about Statham <laughs> so far. Like, there's some nice surprises. Well, you need to. So you need to talk about. Yeah, Josh Hartnett. Like, where's he been? I don't think I've seen him in a movie in a long time. I mean, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I could probably look it up, but um, yeah, where has he been? Grow on that mustache. That's, that's what he's been doing. <laughs> Maybe he's been, he's been doing preparing that the whole time. for this role. Maybe he's a good mustache. Maybe that's what he's been doing. I mean, he plays Boy Sweat Dave. I mean, we, we should know. say. But <laughs> <laughs> you just get like there's a lot of nicknames being handed out at this workplace. Yeah. But he, you know, he played. It comes across as you know the is like you know he's the cool guy. He's a bit cocky. Yeah. But when push comes to shove, he's he just loses it. Like he's. <laughs> Yeah, he's shit scared. He has, you know, he has his comeback at the end, which is well, you know, good until. I mean, it doesn't. It's not a long comeback, but yeah, he does (laughs) does try. He does try and and stand up because he has the end scene, doesn't he, with um, Eddie Marsan as Terry? So there's two Brits in this, 
you've got Statham and Eddie Marsan. Statham is playing it British, which is a good choice. And Marsan is playing an American in this. But, you know, he does, as a Brit, I'd say he does a decent American accent. Maybe, I don't know, but it's, uh, it's passable. But he has the big scene at the end with, with Boy Sweat. And he's like saying, you know, it's not worth it. It's not, you know, the money can be replaced. Don't be a hero, essentially. And Yeah, and, and yeah. you know what? I'm glad they addressed that because it's like, throughout this whole movie, I was thinking, I was just like, why is this so intense and so dramatic and so like, it's like, it's just money. It's insured. Like, lives are more important. Like, holy shit. Holy yeah, shit. So <laughs> Terry was there to, uh, to point that out. Just to you, put that over the line. A few um, surprises, like Rob Delaney just pops up. Is like the yeah, why not? The boss, the owner. I had no idea he was going to be in this. He's always entertaining. But I yeah. mean, he's got what is it? Two? I counted two scenes. I think. Yeah. Oh no, more than that. More than that. And did he pop out a few more times? <laughs> it felt like two scenes. You know, his character's got one angle. Like, yes, H is a loose cannon, but we need him right now because we got hit bad a while yeah. back. That's the incident where H lost yeah. his son. Yeah. So you know, Delaney is. He's doing what Delaney does. He's entertaining. Post Malone, it is hard <laughs> not to be distracted by that guy. I mean, the, the last review we did that he was in was Spencer Confidential, the Mark Wahlberg movie. Right. Tattoos on the face. Like, it's just... It took I, it's identifiable. It. It's very what, distracting. Remember how I said, you know, like, I have no memory of the trailer kind of thing. Like, I don't know what the plot was, who the actual other characters were. When we saw Post Malone, I was like, oh my God, is Post Malone like the big baddie of this of this movie? Obviously not knowing that we weren't going to get any reveals until later on, but I was like, oh, is this our first scene with like the bad guy? Is Post Malone the bad guy? I'm really oh, glad shit. that. Like, I was like, okay. I'm glad that wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. just a, a cameo, essentially. Like, it's just a, just one single scene, one character. I mean, kind of, yeah. Andy Garcia is in this as the king. I mean, I'm always surprised whenever I see Andy Garcia in something, he doesn't screw somebody over. So to get to the end of the movie <laughs> and to find out that he was on H's side all along. It's quite good surprising. Something different. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> More twists. More twists in different ways. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, um, obviously, like lots of security guards, like, uh, like cash truck guards, whatever you call them, you know, like working at the place that, that H gets, gets this role with. Um, and you know what, like, when we first meet them all, they're all, did you get this as well? Like, it just seems so macho, but like a little bit over the top. Like, they were it all did, being you know, douches like for the sake of it. Like, it wasn't just like egging the new guy on. It was like, it was full on. It was like and turned also, all the way up to 11. It was like um, over the top was silly. culture. Yeah. But they, they were like, they were like, oh, like, like this guy, Statham, like, oh, needs to do pull-ups and stuff. It's like, are you kidding? Like, Josh Hartnett, you know, he's bigger than me. He's bigger than you. But he's still a pretty slim guy compared to Jason Statham. Yeah, most That's people are, mate. Yeah. Most people are. <laughs> like, it was just, like, ridiculous. It was like, I mean, Statham could slap you. Silly. Yes, it was. You silly. I'd say a lot of it would have been played up for the new guy. But at the same time, they probably, like, the you know they've got they do long shifts and you've just got to yeah. let loose. <laughs> they're all just they're in a just, stressful you know, job. I think exactly like the right. only 
the only character that I guess really, uh, I suppose, had any right to be, I guess, annoyed or agitated with, um, with H, you know, starting was the guy that who took his job, or the guy that H took the job of. Who did that very weird thing where he was sucking his fingers in the opening? I thought, oh, I don't want to see that guy again. Remember that gesture <laughs> then, that he did? He was like, oh, jeez. I was just yeah, and then it was like disgusting. Like, whatever he says, like, what's what's the deal with him? What's your, who's your friend or something like that? And it's like, oh, I'll tell you later. Like, long story. Let's talk about Bullet Holt McCallany or Kalani. He's a guy who I'm familiar with as being an actor in a lot of things. I think he did that. Sh- he did that show, didn't he? The David Fincher was it a serial killer show for Netflix? I'm pretty sure he was in that. But if not, he's definitely in this. I recognise him from stuff, but I couldn't identify he's very anything. Recognisable. I've got to be honest, right? I really liked his character. Like liked him <laughs> a lot. Like he was taking H under his wing, and he was just believable. And I like the fact that this movie does take place over a period of time, a period of months, and not just flashbacks, but moving forward. Like H mm. really infiltrates this workplace, and you'd believe that, you know, H and Bullet are definitely getting a bit of a connection. But when it's revealed that Bullet is the man on the inside, I was legitimate surprised at that. I mean, I mean, yeah, so there's this whole, the whole, the, the one key mystery, I guess, is like, yeah, who's the inside guy that's helping, you know, this other crew get it done, the ones who are responsible for um, killing H's son. Um, I mean, there obviously there was a few candidates. I feel like... Um, you know, Sweat Boy or whatever his name was, um, Hart, Josh Hartnett. Character. I feel like he was like the obvious one that if it re- was revealed to be, you know, like, okay, yeah, they made it pretty obvious kind of thing. So um, for that reason, I was like, oh, I don't think it was going to be him. Um, and yeah, I didn't really have any other sort of theories. It really could have been anyone. So, I mean, yeah, this guy, why not? Um but yeah, I guess I was a little bit gutted because it was like, you know, he was, he seemed to be like from day one, you know, in H's corner, you know, yeah, like back yeah, and up, putting him through it. And But then so was, I was surprised yeah. again, she find out that he was the inside man. But then, like, when they're trying to rob the workplace because they want to take all the contents of the trucks, he just starts killing his co-workers. So I don't would have been shocked at the reveal of Bullet being the inside man, but then he's fully, you know, committing and teaming up with these guys who are led by Jeffrey Donovan as Jackson. He's the one that's running the team and he's the guy who spent time with with his family at the party. And Scott Eastwood is Jan. He's always decent, always good, should I say, when he when he pops up in things i was suspicious of him you've always got that one guy on the team <laughs> whether it's a team of good guys a team of bad guys you know like, i don't quite trust him and when push comes to shove he's not going to fall in line and he's the one that ends up being greedy wants it all for himself yeah well i mean it's it's established early on that the individual who actually pulled the tree killed um h's son you know had a distinctive scar sort of next to his eye and then when we do meet this character he yeah he has that scar so you know that that's him he's the one and over time as we you know learn a little bit more we find out that you know he's a little bit 
off his rails a bit. He was a bit more free and loose with, you know, not sticking to the plan and doing his own thing and, you know, killing people when he feels need the need to. So, yeah, I guess when we get to the end where, you know, like the heist is being pulled and he ends up being the last man standing, it's like, okay, not really surprised there. He was, um, he was their wild card and, you know, they... I think under, under if this was just a group of, I guess, just random individuals that, you know, they're like, okay, here are guys that we've hired. Let's do this. This guy starts acting up a little bit. I think he would have been gone. They would have been like, nah, we can't take a chance this guy. He's, he's too much of a liability. But I think the fact that they're like these characters, they're, a, they're like a unit from, you know, like serving over in Afghanistan. You know, you can imagine they've got that bond, that family, I guess, connection that they they would have built together. So I can kind of believe that you know them not kicking him out because he was a bit of a a loose fire. I can buy it. So yeah, only in this circumstance would that have worked. Any other way, I would have been like, nah, silly. Why would you have him on there? I didn't note the actor's name, but did you recognise Mother's Milk? He was also on the team from the boys. Oh, right. I was just seeing this guy's face. I'm like, what do I know you from? <laughs> it was really bugging me. And then I remembered or realized Mother's Milk from the boats. Wow. I know we've got a cast list in front of us. He's one of them. <laughs> He's one of them, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many. There, there are so many characters. And I guess we only want to talk about really the main ones. Uh, I guess the, the last one we I might mention, because, you know, at least she actually has some substantial screen time. Uh, Niam Alga who is um, Dana Curtis. I mean, she stands out for being like one of the only females in the movie with, you know, like an actual substantial role. But, you know, Statham infiltrates her actual home by basically, you know, going along and sleeping with her and, you know, doing a bit of a snoop and, you know, finding some money that she had acquired I guess kind of stolen, but only, you know, from an opportunity. I keep, I'm like, yeah, I, I probably would have done the same thing if I was in a position. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a yeah. grey area. But yeah, but it was like nothing a, to do with his son, so he didn't care. But then he made a yeah. point of saying that he knows where her family are, he knows where her parents are, and if it turns out that there's something she's not told him or that's something he needs to know, then yeah. he's going to come back and take revenge. Intense. And, but you know, was, with his... She was afraid, and she should be. Yeah. Yeah, look with with his character being so like quiet to himself, not really shedding any ounce of charismatic personality. That 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 day though, when when she says to him, "Hey, let's you want to go for a beer," and he, he's like, "Yeah, okay," and that obviously leads to them, you know, spending the night together and all that kind of stuff. I want a scene. I want to see the scene where they're sitting at the bar, having a conversation. Him. How, where, how do they get from that bar having a beer to her house? I want to know how he conversed with her. <laughs> I don't think it was taken a lot. Was she just talking at him and he was just staring at her? They established, <laughs> like, it, I just they established early on that there was an attraction for him. Yeah. And that's going to come from her working with the same guys day in and day out. So there's this new guy, there's a mystery around him. So she had, there was appeal there. So I don't think it's going to be a long scene or anything. I think, you know, it would no, probably I, just wanted to a gestured to the <laughs> exit. And she just followed. 
they weren't even drinking together. They're on opposite sides of the room. And then she was just like, let's go. <laughs> I'd so two, buy, hours, I, I, two hours wasn't I, long I, enough for you. I you believe that, movie. <laughs> that they could have got there. I just, I'm just curious. I just want to see that scene. I just think it would have been interesting. Let's, let's, okay. We talked a little bit about the action and the action is, is excellent. It really is. There's a lot of good fight scenes in here. Uh, a lot more realistic than what we'd get in, I'd say most Statham films. But what what I mean by that is most like big budget Statham movies. But yeah, there's not short. one. There's not one explosion in this movie, is there? From memory. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but you know what I mean. How Hobbs and Shaw. Every everything is big. Everything is yeah. big, and where it's oh, so much here. Jumping and, good, and yeah. But a good example is that the the action's a lot more real and brutal. It's it's quicker and not as over the top. When we get to the final fight, it's very different than what we'd normally get in a final fight from a Statham movie. Now, are you saying the final fight, like the final in fight, the, the apartment with Jan, with, with Jan, right in, in in Jan's apartment when he's wearing they, a, they've a left towel the workplace, and yep. H has gone to Jan's place and he's doing that trick that he'd done previously. He sits there in the dark and waits. We don't know for how long. <laughs> he just sits there. Hey, it's menacing. It works. And the fight, I was generally surprised at how quick that all wraps up. But then it doesn't need to be a long drawn-out fight. It doesn't need to be overly elaborate because at that point, H knows that it's Jan and he's going to kill him. And he's going to kill him by taking out, in order, the body organs that failed on his son, like his heart. Yeah. And that's the, the order is going to Look, kill him. He he had a conversation with him and made it made it clear that Jan knew why he was there and what was about to happen. You know the reason this was all happening you know, because of his son, all, all of that. And then he and then he killed him. Like he he wasn't there to torture him. He didn't want to like you know like chop bits of his finger off one by one. Like he, I mean I, I guess he he still wanted that little poetic death kind of thing for him but yeah the, the goal was just like just kill the guy he didn't want to muck around or anything and and interesting in that scene as well you know like h is involved with you know like criminal activities you know like money is always good and acquiring money and and all that kind of thing so in my mind i was thinking i was like well he's a good opportunity where okay he's done what he needs to do kill kill this guy get revenge avenge his son sort of thing but also there's the opportunity to sort of take all that money that, you know, there's, he's, he's now the last man standing, but he's legitimately not interested in that in this moment. It's all about you killed my son and I need to sort you out. That's all I'm here for. Couldn't care less about anything else. Yeah. And that, I thought and that, that was cool. Yeah. It tracks with the character. Like he wouldn't want to profit from anything that was involved with the death of his son. And, yeah. and he, does, he does have a code. Like when he's beating on that guy earlier, at first his men are beating on him, you know, he goes to his house, takes him, beating on him, his girlfriend's there as well. And H eventually gets the information he needs out of the guy and is like, give him some money, send him on his way. And yeah. then later on with the young girls and the guys there making the videos, and H is like, how old are these girls? And then just kills the guys. Like he, yeah. he's essentially yeah because they're pigs for that reason. But then it's he's like a, he's a bad guy, but he does have a code. So I, I like yeah, he's that. not yeah. he's not just murdering people for the hell of it. 
He's unless, of course, they're, <laughs> unless they're threatening his life. And, yes. and, oh, of course. And it's fair game. And they're trying to interfere with his job that he's recently picked up. <laughs> but that's but look, the ending, though. The ending I found very refreshing. If I'm honest, as it was happening and then it was over, my initial thought was like, oh, okay. Because everything had been escalating to a point and then it kind of like just slows down and stops. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we really should talk about like that whole third act with the heist, the action, the building, even, even that in itself, it builds, you know, like you've got, you've kind of got two timelines sort of happening. You've got the crew talking about pulling off the heist and it's step by step what they're doing, but you see in the actions, always a good little technique when doing these sorts of things. But yeah, it's like, there's, there's so much death and carnage and, you know, I'm a sucker for a good like heist movie. And and we we get a we get a good heist um, at the end of it, and then when it's all said and done, and you've got Jan sort of driving away, a little part of me is like, is the movie about to end? Oh shit! This will be a bit of a dramatic ending if he gets away, and you know, Statham kind of fails. I, 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 that would have been really different. I'm glad it didn't end like that, but it would yeah, no, me too. Yeah, with it with that as well there though with Jan escaping with all the money because with all the money. bullet was just too slow. Like he slowly went to fumble his gun. Like bullet should have known he's not surviving this. Like, not, not many people are. <laughs> Unless your name's H, you're not surviving this. There really is no one left alive at the end of it. Everyone at the, um, at the um, depot is, yeah. is dead except Statham. I mean, like, that's like well, everyone most, that was there. That's typical of everyone, most Nathan films, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but even like, you know, like like Dana and the other guards, you know, the ones. Oh, I guess you know the you know like your your your, your mate the um the what was his role like the HR guy? Yeah, yeah, Terry. Oh, Terry survived. He, he got out. He yeah. got yeah. it. Yeah, Terry he survived. Was sensible. He was sensible. That's why he survived. <laughs> he wasn't trying to be a hero like all those guards that were having to be there. But yeah, it was because of bloody Bullet. Bullet just cleaned them all out. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was just, I was, yeah, generally surprised at first that he was the inside man. Then, yeah, then he just started shooting people left, right, and center. Boy, sweat Dave. Killed him. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it, Bullet. You know, I thought he was such a good guy in, in the opening. You know, that character was played very well. Like, it was, you know, he was likable from the get go. Yeah, the whole movie is very well put together and, again, really enjoyed how much time you do get to spend with the characters instead of just being told, right, this is this person and this is who they are. I would be curious. It's, it's one of those things that's like, if I was to watch the movie again, obviously, you know, the action stuff I'd be able to enjoy. But it's like, I know how the heist unfolds. I know how all the, you know, the events take place. Maybe the excitement won't be there as much. I know all the answers to all the mysteries. So will the movie, if I watch it a second time, just be plodding along until we get to the action? That would be my concern. Yeah. I mean, I would, I, yeah. I mean, we're not reviewing a second viewing. But, no, no. But but I, saying, I, like, get, you know, I get your meaning though. There's going to be like certain beats, like when he starts taking down the yeah. attackers, like one after the other, that's, you know, and again, you, you could just watch the trailer to see that scene <laughs> for the most part. But there's certainly moments in there that are that are worth watching again. Yeah. I just I just think 
because so much of my enjoyment from this was going on the journey and finding out things or having information withheld until a certain point of time and then eventually learning that and being like whoa and then yeah that whole third act that whole like I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like, "This is sick!" Like I'm having a yeah. good time. It's a rare experience. What? Now, isn't again, it? I mean, you know, mentioned in the opening that it is a remake of a foreign language film, but the story was original to me, and I guess to you as well. And it was just refreshing, yeah. just watching something without knowing what it was going to be. It's a good experience. Okay, so if you're going to rate this movie out of five. Look, I'll make this short and sweet. Like, I went in, to be honest, even though Guy Ritchie's name, you know, he's directing it, so this isn't a put down on him, but, you know, a little part of me was like, look, I'm just going to go in and it's it, worst case scenario, it's going to be a dumb action flick. And, uh, you know, at least we'll, we'll have, you know, we'll have fun. But, you know, it's, it's a lot smarter than than I thought it was, was going to be. And with Guy Ritchie doing his direction, you know, like there's a lot of interesting, quirky things he's doing. Um, Statham's great character in this. Um, lots of fun. What a thrill. I don't want to get silly with it, but I want to do it four out of five. Yeah, no, that's more than fair. And I'm going to come in as well, like four out of five. You know, for everything that we've, mentioned already it's it's a lot of fun it's refreshing having state and be this character and yeah the twists and turns i enjoyed and a guy richie film like you know he puts a good film together and and this is another example of that so yeah four out of five so as always we like to close out on some trivia and this is a movie that i'm hoping gets good word of mouth because there's not too much information out there about it. And that's also the same for trivia as well. So what I did find, and it's more MGM-based, but bear with me, the film's (laughs) teaser poster is the first to feature the new print logo for MGM in the form of its monogram minus Leo the Lion, following the studio's March 2021 rebrand. So for the longest time, Leo the lion has featured as a real lion. Whereas now they've done the rebranding and the first time ever MGM put it on any promotional material was for the teaser poster for this movie. I'm looking up the new logo. So it's just the new logo. I'm like right now live Googling logo. logo. It's the new monogram logo minus Leo the lion. Oh, wow. All updated. Weird. 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 Very different. Okay, cool. (laughs) Actually, 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 on the poster, he's wearing a really Guy Ritchie-esque suit. Like a very smart suit. He's got the blooded fists. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he wears that suit in the movie. I I remember seeing the suit in the poster. I think, wow, look at that cool suit. Not with bloody fists. He was wearing the suit it would have been you know when he met with when he met with his you know with his with his crew you know they'll tell him look we're trying to find out who's responsible that kind of stuff i think he was wearing a nice suit then i was on the but he hadn't been beaten any of them yeah i was on the lookout for it honestly you were talking about a, 
a reason to watch it a second time. I've just found mine. Just a... <laughs> I have just found mine. Yeah, so... no, I don't think he was ever wearing a really nice suit and beating people. Yeah, well, unless certainly... when maybe when he was with his crew and they were going out, you know, interrogating people and asking the questions and all that. Maybe he was wearing wear a nice suit, suit for that. He wouldn't wear that suit for that. Anyway, no. let me let me wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for our review of Wrath of Man. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Film Street Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. All our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstewpodcast.com. Keep an eye out for our next review, Justice Society World War II. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film stew. See you soon.